Welcome to the Gurus, Books, Beards, and Self-Improvement Podcast, co-hosted by Brian and Andy. And the quote of the day is, death is not the biggest fear we have. Our biggest fear is taking the risk to be alive. Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements. How profound. How profound. What is your thoughts yeah. behind that? You know, it's it's really interesting because uh, <laughs> there's actually a, a part in the movie Hook where it's like he's talking about like uh, death will be is like a big adventure, but then I think he turns and this is like at the very end of the movie and he says, no, to, to be alive is the biggest venture, right? And it's like the biggest risk too. And uh, in, in this book that we're reading, I am finding that uh, it's really interesting because in the first few pages, he talks about how people's desire to commit suicide just kind of goes away because like, well, the chance of me going to the crematorium is very real. So I don't really need to kill myself. It'll happen if it needs to happen. So people aren't even afraid of dying anymore in the camps, you know, and right. I think taking the risks to be alive. Uh, I mean, it is scary, right? And sometimes there is this fear of success. And so people have anxiety, they have depression, they have all these different things, and they don't really live. Right. And there's a, I think that what I've noticed is that people will sabotage themselves at times. And that's the part that they don't realize that because they're not used to success or they're not used to some of the things that you really have to do to get to that level of that next level in life. And I think that you end up with people that sabotage or are always going to, I have a good friend that's in that state where his self-esteem is so low that he just keeps him there, but you're like, you're brilliant. How do you not see that? And they just don't see it. And I think it's a matter of being able to grasp it and go, I am powerful. I can empower myself. And I think that's that, that choosing that put the baton of change and going with it is that that's the key, but it's the understanding that change is going to happen and you're going to have to go with it in accepting that challenge. And I think, and you're going to hear this a lot from me throughout this podcast. And if you ever have a therapy session with me or anything like that, the key to that, to changing that and to not being afraid of living and taking chances that could potentially fail, but also could potentially bring great happiness and success right, is being aware. Can you stop yourself from thinking for just a moment and just be aware, look inward and maybe ask yourself, in what ways am I living in fear and therefore not living? Just look inward, right? Like build that awareness. You can't change anything if you don't know what's going on. You have to be aware. That is the first step. And, and I think, you know, perhaps death isn't as scary because we kind of, even if we have different beliefs about it, we kind of know that it's there, right? It's not really unknown to us, but living what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen in a week or a year. 
the fear of the unknown that's real right absolutely and i and, and from a buddhist perspective we kind of embrace death if, if, i don't know if you've read a lot about what buddhist practice is but there is very big meditations on death and realizing that this time i could die today i could die at this moment so i need to, this human life is so precious and i need to take advantage of it at every moment because anything could happen at any moment and recognizing that death is always on the doorstep and i need to make this moment meaningful this moment this moment this moment you know it's it's very important to keep making every moment a livable moment a very meaningful moment a virtuous moment a virtuous moment i like that i think it's a it's it's a valuable thing to make your life more meaningful like what it makes my life more meaningful is benefiting other individuals and that's a virtuous thing loving other people having compassion for other people giving other people wisdom very virtuous and very meaningful and we can Amen. do that at any moment right <laughs> very it's preaching no i love it i love it yeah. so that is the that was the quote of the day um i think very appropriate for the book that we are reading and where we are at if you are following along with us from the beginning of the book and go ahead and repeat about, the what is the name of the book again yeah so we are reading man's search for meaning by victor e frankel and if you are following along with the, the five page rule that uh we talked about in the last episode that puts you at about 15 you know or so pages in um if you read the foreword or or uh you know the little introduction by victor maybe you're not quite as far However, um, the goal really is to just finish the book by the end of January. Right. About five pages a day will do that. Yeah. And I am loving it so far. Um, Tell me about that. On? Okay. So I have, I have loved this book since I had it, but I would love to get your uh, feedback first. So I have not read this book before. It has been on my, my list for the past couple of years, actually, of, of wanting to read it and being able to sit down and finally start going through it. It's like, man, why didn't I, why didn't I read this sooner? You know, kind right. of kicking myself. Um, and we're not even into the, the meat of it, right? Uh, I am 30 pages in, so I'm reading a little bit ahead of, you know, the, the five pages. But I, I'm keeping track in a little journal of different sayings and quotes that I find very meaningful and impactful. And, you know, it's, it's kind of an incredible to me, at least on, you know, almost on every single page, there's something that I could have written down trying to save trees, I guess. I'm, I'm not writing as much time as I could. There was this. Uh, there was this one quote. He said uh, he was talking about how they just barely got to the concentration camp. They've literally stripped everything away from them. They even their hair on their body. Everything, right? Like nothing left of who they were before. They have basically. He talks about like 
you have no identity at some point. But another inmate there from a different house, like, sneaks over to where he is living and basically gives them advice. Like, it's like their first night in the camp. And he says, if you want to stay alive, there is only one way. Look fit for work. That is crazy. That That is the, uh, talk about having a goal, you know, just look fit. Stay clean right. shaven. If you have a limp, don't, like whatever it is, like you have to just save face basically and, and be you know, the perfect specimen, I guess. That that really kind of stuck out to me that like they, they take away everything from you, but the way that you, and then basically you have to become this, just this machine in order to stay alive. Nothing else matters. Yeah. I think that when you think, and, and, and he really, the identity was, this is the interesting part. He was going to write this book as a number as his, you know, originally that's what he was going to be because that's the way he wanted to present it. He wanted to present it from a space of, I am not a psychologist. I am just a witness. I am just a person that has been here, right, to to this. And he was just a number. But I think the point in that, and this is something that people can draw from this, is that everything was stripped away. Now, it is... It's a horrible story, yes. But I also think that what he's also saying is once we strip away everything, what do we have left? And this is the story that he tells is the fact that I've been I've had everything stripped away. There was people acting, you know, desperate. He has the, you know, he has and he's he indicates in a lot of this that some of the inmates were worse than the SS at this point because they were in such a desperate plight to live that they were willing to be nasty and horrible so that they could live. And they were doing anything in any way to keep alive. And some of them did very negative things. But if you think about that, it's the way our culture really is at times. Uh, we, We have a lot of luxuries, granted. But if you strip away everything and you are seeing the raw rawness of it, I think that you see how desperate people fight for things out of maybe delusional thinking. I mean, he, he even said that several times that they thought that they were the crematorium workers. They thought that they were doing all this good job until they got too weak to do that job. And then they would be part of the, people that were going there it, it, it very sad but it's just a lot of that rawness is there and also stripping us away of our identities and what do we have and i think that's the part of this book is that once you strip away everything the rings the watches what are you you're a naked person in a shed in this case you know wanting to live and, and choosing and it not knowing day. if you will right and and the fact that he i mean the fact that he definitely just he talks about the fact that we that he at one point was just he didn't care anymore 
you know, he saw people apathy. being beaten. The apathy was mm-hmm. gone. The sympathy for another human being was gone because it was so around him at every moment. And we've known people, we've maybe even had clients or friends that that's a real state for them. They have no apathy. They've seen it all. A lot of negative things have happened in their life and they have no apathy for us. Or they, or they are um, apathetic, right? The, the, they just don't care. Oh, they have right. nothing meant, yeah. to give. Right. They have no sympathy. I know what you mean. Just clarifying yeah. for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. They have no, I mean, they're, they're just they're apathetic. Yeah. They're yeah. apathetic. Right. Apathetic. And it's, it's, it's really interesting too, because he broke it down into the phases, right? So you have these few phases, like you have that first phase where it's just shock. Right. And second phase is apathy. I forget what the third one is. Off the top it's of my where head. they had the well. It's where they thought they were going to get get freedom, and so oh, yeah. that liberation. Yes, and that middle phase of that apathy, right? And he said it took a matter of days to weeks for people to get to that phase. And well, and we've was, seen uh, people like that. We've seen people like that in our own lives, where they're just going through the motions. You know, it goes back to that quote we just read is not choosing, you know, that not choice to live. You just are, you know, going through the motions of your life one step at a time and not really caring about what happens day to day because it's all the same day. A lot of folks in this pandemic situation have seen a lot of that is it's just I wake up, I go to work and then I go to sleep again. Maybe there's some TV. what to to have hope for because there is maybe no hope they've they've been beaten down so much emotionally or you know maybe even physically financially like whatever it is is going on sometimes you do right but he talks about this and if you if you think about it like in in a therapeutic like psychology type of way like it's a protective factor like people aren't doing that because you know, they're a bad person or, you know, they just don't care. It's, it's really a protective factor. It's a coping skill. It's the only way that the psyche knows how to deal with the struggles going on. It shuts down. Basically it's a way of protecting itself. Mm -hmm. Because to deal with the actual issues, right. I mean, he talks about all the, the different, stories about people that he knew dying like he worked with someone and earlier in the day and then two hours later the person was dead and they dragged him out and uh he was in like sitting eating his soup and the dead man's corpse was next to the window his eyes open and he looked over saw the corpse and without batting an eye continued to just eat the soup like it just didn't impact him like it would have in any other situation. Right. And I think that's the, so this is of course, extreme, the extreme stripping of everything and what happens to you when you get into the, you've stripped everything away. What do you have left at that point? And this is unfortunately a very extreme case, but we see it around us all the time in some way, shape or form. And I think that him highlighting this, this horrific situation 
but I think that it's really good in documenting what really we're made of. You know, how does the body really work? How does this, how does this situation psychologically affect us? This living part. <laughs> yeah. This it really makes you realize that uh, at your core, when push comes to shove, you can probably handle a lot more than you think you can. That's, that's the big key point here is that you, you know, you will look healthy. You know, he had that, the prime example that I picked up was the one guy that had a congenital hip dysplasia and his hip was displaced, but he was hop, you know, hopping around, never seemed like he was, you know, he was going to pick up rails and he was going to do things because he didn't want them to see that he was not fit enough to work. And even though he had that problem, he still was able to work and do what he needed to do. And I think that we all, if we take a look at it, not that we're, I, I, it just shows that all of us have the ability to do amazing things in very difficult situations. Yeah. And there is perhaps an underlying desire to live, to reach goals, to push forward through struggles. Because again, he mentioned, right, that they're, they're not necessarily a afraid of death at that point no. it was surrounding them and it wasn't that they were working so hard and struggling so hard to serve to to avoid death is they wanted to live to get through this so that perhaps there was something else later for them something you know even if they were apathetic the fact that they continued to push meant that there was something there that they wanted to live for and he mentions it was, you know, it's just this core instinct wanting to survive and your, your friend or person or other, your people to survive too. Right. And I think you become friends with people and you push them to help, you know, do things. And I think we'll see this later on because they start uh, describing some of the things that help them get through the moments. And uh, it, it's, it's an amazing book. It's amazing, amazing, amazing uh, what else did you think that you kind of gained from this first few pages? Yeah, I think just a, a greater understanding and, and therefore like greater appreciation for the struggles that uh, people go through. You know, it's kind of like a, a, a reminder that even when my life is feeling tough, I don't have it that bad at all. So I guess it creates a uh, gratitude, you know, and and uh, greater respect for life and the things in life that I perhaps take advantage of or that um, I don't realize things are really good for me and yeah. my family. Right. I think that that's the one that I think, and we'll see some more stories about this stuff, but I think that's the one thing you really grasp is that our lives is nowhere near as bad as we think it is. And there's so, and, and the strive to survive is always in us and we have the ability to do many great things. And, and that's what, you know, that, that's what he's talking about is, and you'll see that as he keeps goes along, that that's what, really this is about 
you know, I think we'll, we'll see that more and more as we go through the story is that, you know, what is, once you strip us down to nothing, what is our core? One, that's the one thing. And then, you know, the strive to survive, but also, you know, that gratitude for just another day, just another moment, just another breath, just being here now sometimes is good enough. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm only 30 pages in, right. And right. so far my mind is just blown. It is so good. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, and I think I, I said this to you in, in a message as we were preparing for this, the, uh, the book is very, very good. It is sobering and wise, sobering and wise two already. Good points. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are very and, two good points. Yeah. So, you know, the the next time that we we chat in this podcast will be a little bit further in the book. And uh, we hope that you, our listeners, continue to read and stay up on it with us. Again, it's just five pages a day. So you don't have to um, set aside a whole lot of time. Five to ten minutes is all. And you'll be able to... to read and then listen in next time and and think about the concepts that you're learning or ways that you can change your approach to how you're living life so that you can perhaps be more grateful or you know just make small adjustments to have more meaning in your own life very good very good points yes which leads to the fact that we still have uh so we just hit uh, the new year and mm-hmm. we still have our smart goals that we kind of uh, are talking about. So this is little things that we can do to help adjust our life to make it more meaningful. And I wanted to see how you were doing with yours. Yeah. So, you know, I said that I was going to eat three to four servings of vegetables daily. That was going to be like my, my main thing. I didn't start until yesterday with that one. Uh <laughs> New Year's Day, I was like, you know what, yeah. I'm going to, you know, New Year's Day is a, a good day. And I don't need to be so black and white, which is uh, a problem for lots of people, right? Is there's no wiggle room or flexibility with their goals. And I think uh, goals are important. Um, you have to be flexible with them and allow for, for some movement. Anyways, so... I started yesterday. So far, so good. I'm eating my veggies. I even got to exercise a little bit and uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. How about you? How are you doing with your goals? So my goal this year is to push my boundaries on my social media to enhance it. And I started doing that. So here's what I did is I in the first month, I decided that I was going to produce at least one TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube video a day. So TikTok being something that I can get people interested in, in my products that I'm doing. Uh, so for beard products or something kind of goofy to kind of be funny to help people kind of like see my humorous side. Cool. And then either post that to Instagram. I did a, I posted a short yesterday on YouTube that is helping kind of grow my viewership. 
So they may not subscribe, but I did. I have gone up four subscribers in like two days. So that, I thought that was kind of cool. I Very did nice. release a top 20 video, which you were part of, Brian. Uh, yeah, and, thank you, by the yeah, way. Yeah, so uh, stoked to be a part of that. Yeah, that was cool. That was good. I really enjoyed that. Uh, being able to kind of share my uh, experiences with the best products that uh, I've experienced last year. So I was really excited to be able to share that. And I, you know, it's been highly successful. And then I also, the TikTok, I grew my TikTok viewership by 200 in the last two or three days. So Whoa. Uh, just working on, it's, it's so easy to do. You just kind of follow some people and then you put out some videos and I do, I'm doing a, a new thing where I'm reacting. So I saw that reaction videos are kind of, uh, so you'll see, you'll kind of piggyback on somebody else's really high viewership viewed uh, video mm -hmm. and you'll just do like a reaction to it. And then all of a sudden you're getting 3000 views <laughs> and then you get, and, <laughs> wow. and it's because you're kind of piggybacking, but then they also see your content. So it's, a way of be able to get them to kind of see that you're kind of funny, but then also getting to see your real content. And then with IG, I think I'm on a pretty steady. I've, I've grown, I think I, I grow about 20 a week. Hmm. So 20, some 20 followers a week. And, and what I'm doing with that is I'm just kind of highlighting at least a post a day. So those are the little goals that I'm doing, like posting constantly every day, a video and then also making sure that at least an Instagram picture of some sort gets on my, my uh, platform. So then, and I, I'm one of those people that because I'm a reviewer, I can get away with a lot of this being just myself. I don't have to be like a high mountain sage where this is highlighting my products. I'm highlighting myself because I'm the, I'm the, I'm the talent. <laughs> right. So I get to do goofy stuff and do all the fun stuff and not that you can't, but it's, it's not as restrictive because I'm, I'm selling myself as come view my stuff, my content. So I look at me, I'm funny, you know, come listen to me and then also see some cool beard products and also see some good podcast material. Cause I'm also pushed. Cause that's what you do when you're doing this is they'll see that you're doing a podcast and then they'll go, Oh, somebody's doing it. He's doing a podcast too. That's awesome. Let me see what that's about. Especially when they know that that's what my, my end goal is. Like I'm here to be the bearded practitioner. So that being said, it kind of goes throughout is that whole theme throughout my thing is fun family man example of having a good time, living a very happy, meaningful life but also very much caught up in that wisdom, compassion, and love for other people. That is so cool. Oh, so really, totally dig it. so a few days into the new year and you are already taken off. Now the, now the idea is to be consistent, right? That's we have whole, not passed the, the two weeks yet. We've right. got two weeks where we know we could probably maintain this. It's after that, that becomes the tricky part, right? And for you listeners, um, shoot us an email. We're uh, wanting to hear from you, you know, or send us a message, DM us. Let us know how you're doing with your goals so far, with your New Year's resolutions, and hang with us. You know, we're in this together. Let's hold each other accountable. We're going to make it to the two-week mark and beyond. That's right.
That's absolutely that right. the goal. And what is our and what is our email address? Our email address is gurus_podcast1 at gmail.com. Very good. And then we're no, also High Mountain Sage at, or high, we are high, well, we're both, all, we're all, we three have IG pages, but our IG page is Guru's Podcast. Yeah. And you can follow us individually with the High Mountain Sage. That's my beard company. And then the bearded practitioner, that's, that's Andy's. What do you call, I, I just want to say like YouTube yeah. and handle, handle. handle. That's, and it's, he puts out really great content. So it's fun. It's yeah, fun. I, I enjoy the content. Yeah. So what was interesting is, is that because of this, the whole break thing, we have uh, not made as many live streams. So I've been just focusing on content, just releasing, you know, not a live stream, which is what I was really heavily just doing for a long time. I would just do, a, I did one every Thursday. So really excited to be able to push out both, you know, video content as well, you know, just recorded content plus live stream content. So it's interesting. I, I enjoy sometimes just getting away from all of the, just doing the creative side of stuff, uh, coming up with a video that's creative. I did, however, did it that my top 2020, somebody told me their feedback was, I look like I was flapping because <laughs> I was using my hands too much. <laughs> so always something to look like, always something to look forward to. And on podcasts, you don't ever see that. So I was like, well, thank goodness. Like, you know, if I get too animated with this, nobody will ever know. <laughs> well, no, I think I, I want to go watch that video again now just to, to see if you are flapping. You know, that, I'm, that's, I'm using that's my a... hands a lot. <laughs> so you're an animated person. That's fine. That's right. Well, uh, what the funny thing Embrace feedback, it, Andy. That's right. Embrace it embrace the the the, the well, that's what they said i noticed they said you look so much more passionate about this and i was like oh, i kind of was a lot of my friends were involved in this you know people that i i consider very dear friends especially you brian um, Thank you. and i actually did say i said yes i'm biased <laughs> <It's one of> <laughs> my, <laughs> that's fine <laughs> it's not i mean i'm not gonna lie to him and say i'm not biased i mean everybody mostly i have like a friendship with them but brian i'm super good friends with so i'm like yeah i think that <laughs> well and to be fair like and i actually did a training on this not too long ago we all have bias like right yeah like it's just a part of everyone's life it doesn't matter who you are and if you think you're not biased then that's like confirmation by um i'm going to yeah. say that it was awesome to have uh any of you guys out there in listener land um we totally appreciate you guys um just to get you prepared for next month so now we're doing man's search for meaning but next month uh brian what are we doing so that people can buy the book and get prepared yeah, so we are going to do a great book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. He he is a guru. Let's let's get real. Like that that guy is a uh, a spiritual leader and just an an, an amazing person um, to read what what his thoughts are about being in the present moment and how impactful that is and you know, how we can let go of our egos a little bit more. Um, so get that on your to buy list. I was looking 
I haven't looked up the prices on that, but um, we're hoping to perhaps, and this might be news for you, Andy. We were looking into uh, perhaps joining up with IndieBound and maybe having an affiliate code with them. So that oh, if you cool. go to IndieBound.com and search for the book, you could hopefully, if we have an affiliate code down the road, you can save a little bit of money. But also, if you buy through IndieBound, some of the money that comes from your purchase actually goes to help support local bookshops. So it's a I pretty cool that. thing. And now we might not do IndieBound. It's just an idea right now. Andy, I just threw it at you live. Love it. Love uh, it. Love it. So love we'll it. see. No, I but, love things um, like that. Yeah. My guess is you could probably find a used copy for less than 10 bucks. But uh, again, that it, the book for February is going to be the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And if you get the audible version, it's actually the author. He reads it. So it's really? actually, yeah, that's why I like those. You got actually, a lot of times the author will read it. So it's definitely with, and Eckhart Tolle, just to let everybody know, like he said, as a guru, there's a top 500 spiritual leaders and there's like a, like a ranking that they do. It's either top 500 or top 100. And there's this group in Britain that does this hundred top spiritual leaders. And he is always like number four or five. I believe it. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. And I, I was like, wow, that is quite amazing. And he is, you know, he's been on Oprah. He, that's where I saw him first was Oprah. And then uh, he's done. He actually has a lot of really good stuff on audible where he does like uh, meditations and, things like that that are just excerpts from different places that he's actually where it's like a convention or something and they tape the convention and then you get to listen to the entire convention that Eckhart Tolle was part of so it's really powerful how cool would it be if uh we are one day able to have like the authors of the books that we're reviewing be with us on an episode like that'd be so cool that would be really cool. And I think that, uh, you know, we're going to, I think we're going to find some people that are, I think we slow, you slowly work up to that place. I think we're going to mm -hmm. get seen. I think that eventually you become the people, you know, the people that are talking about the books and then people want to get on you. I think mean, it just takes time. We'll, we'll yeah. slowly, we'll get some, we'll get some guests here and there that will be able to uh, help, you know, kind of broaden us and uh, get some more viewership. And then I think it's just going to be awesome. We're going to have a good time. This is going to be awesome. I'm enjoying it thus far. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening to Gurus, Books, Beards, and Self-Improvement. We uh, hope you enjoyed all the content thus far that we've put out. Please go back, listen to the other episodes. Get yourself the next book for February and stay tuned. We'll be back. You bet. And stay bearded. Beard out. <laughs> <laughs> Again, whatever you say. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is you say. <laughs>